Hello and welcome to another edition of the Potter's Podcast. A bit of good news, we're off the bottom of the table. Well, we're going to win a league. <laughs> we're going up. We're going where it's happening. The tide's changed, it's changed. That's it. We're going to win the next 19. So we've got an action-packed show today. First we're going to go into the game. Then we're going to talk about his new bloke, whatever his name is, Chapel. His new director of football or... Do you know him? technical director or so I don't even know what his job is we've got him, we've got him in then we're going to talk about the rumours of Pulis and Hewton and how it's affecting Jonesy's mental strength <laughs> and then we're going to go and see the mighty Chloe Jonesy's Potterettes and their great fantastic win so I hope you enjoy but first but first the first um, bit of bad news today is Thomas Cook of Gone Bump I know a couple of people stranded I do it's crazy. Rose. It's absolutely crazy. I mean, friend of the show, Viper, stuck. He's, no, he's not stuck. He's he's. It's been cancelled. He goes away on Friday. It's cancelled. Tenerife. I tell you what, though, I think you're probably safer being abroad because yeah. you're to protected, so they'll sort your flight out. I think he is, but he's panicking. He's proper panicking. Now. He'd be hard to get your money back if you haven't flown. Well, you think he, you think he used Bitcoin anyway, so it's it's one of them really. <laughs> but he's he's more bothered about his, his Ray Bans. I said to him, they'll look all right in the living room with Ray Bans. Some <laughs> <laughs> they mentioned it to us when we went Lanzarote and May, saying that you'd go. Uh-huh. And the thing is, I mean, you, the only thing you got to feel sorry for about them who are away. Is the fact that yeah, I know they'll get home, but it's your, your time at work you're losing. I know, yeah. That you'd have to somehow try and claim back. I mean, hopefully, the, hopefully that plane that brings Benicophobia back from Bristol gets lost. <laughs> so I'm saying I'm hoping that's Thomas Coop. We're diverted. <laughs> Where to, Corny? <laughs> We're diverted to Digibooty. <laughs> so we'll go into it then. Nil-nil draw away at Brentford. Yeah. Uh, not really much talk about. To be honest, I mean, we, to be honest. We we look strong. We look. I think we're looking strong in the midfield. Um, Etebo's putting himself around a bit. I mean, and Dai looks like a new player and a massive difference to the new setup in that holding midfield role. Could be a good partnership with Dai. I think. Really. I think. I think that's his midfield now. Yeah. Because yeah, Klukas is banging in goals. His top goal scorer at the moment. I think. From what I've seen. The thing is, though, we we mentioned it last week about about Joe Allen about people loving people hating. It's proved this week that without him, we've not conceded a goal. We're more organised. Yeah. It, it says a lot, doesn't it? You've said it for a while that he, he's never in position. He's erratic. He's, he's all over the place. And we've just had two players come in, more structured, work well together, and we've got a point. And at the end of the day, I know it's not a win, but it's a clean sheet away from home. You've got to take it, haven't you? Well, I mean, the thing is with Nathan Jones, he got good support from the fans on Saturday. Uh, yeah. they, they gave him some support I mean at the end of the game again Nathan Jones's Barmy Army and I think to be honest it is the majority I think it is the keyboard warriors they are wanting him out now yeah yes. There's, there was so much on Saturday there was more Saturday than I'd seen when we'd lost like, a term against Bristol I think what's happened is he, he hasn't got the players he wants or, or he hasn't got what he needed he's realised now and Dye's been a massive help to him because it's given him that rock in the midfield that, yeah. that Cousins isn't Woods isn't, yeah, and it's. I think he's now. He might start coming together, but the biggest problem of us now is getting the ball in the net. It's going to be it's our hardest problem now. Because and Dai played well for Stoke in the Prem when he came in. Yeah, when he first came in, yeah, he I mean, was a year late. If he'd have come a year before that, 
I don't think we'd have gone down. He was that. I thought he was that good. He's a good. He's a good player. He's, yeah. he's so far these two games he's played, he's been a brick. So for me, what was man of the match against Bristol? So I mean, how many shots did we have? I mean, we, we, he we did four on target. I mean, it's still a problem, isn't it? Up top. But yeah, yeah, but like like I say, when they look at the stats and they're on target, they could be like from eighty yards and it's just trickled to the game. They only had two. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. They dominated the ball, but I mean, at the end of the day, if you're dominating the ball but with no end product, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's been our problem, anti. Yeah, we've had a lot of the ball. Whereas this time, we had hardly any of the ball, but, but still got a point. I mean, so. Etebo, that that run though, where he he, he he looked like a world class player there. When he went, when he when he actually went past him, that was his time. It is mm. one touch too many. He, but to be honest, how he did is he tackled, he tackled, he defended, yeah. ran past another, and just went where his bleed. Where he was, and then, and then just uh, went a touch too far, and the keeper gathered it. But it was all that was a chance, really, sneak a win there. That was. Yeah, I think there's just a bit of lack of confidence in front of goal. I mean, the the thing is now everyone's talking about Gregory, and to be fair, he's performing outstanding. But there's no edge to him. He's no. not going to score goals. It, no. It's it's a shame because when you're putting him up front on his own, you might as well you might as well put put a statue up there because he's not going to score goals. No, no. If you, if you well, I've said this I've said this before. If you have somebody up top, they've got to be quick if they're on the road. They have. <laughs> they have. You can't have it. I mean, at the end of the day, don't get me wrong. I mean, today's paper says he is like a modern day John Walters. He will run. It's yeah. hard out for you, but at the same time, John very rarely played on his own. He very rarely played up front as well. He was more on the, the right wings, side when yeah. when Pennant had lost he lost his head and. But yeah. then he joined up top when he needed to, didn't he? Well, that's what I mean. Like I, I like Gregory. I think he's a good utility man. I think he's a good player to have that you can always rely on for a performance. Yeah. But for me, we've got to start playing Campbell. We've got to yeah. start putting Campbell out there and giving him a go because the fact is he gets half a chance he'll put it away Yeah, and that's the difference I mean Sam Vokes the problem is with Sam Vokes which I've said all along he's a knock on man but you have to get the ball to him he'll, he's completely toothless unless you get the ball in a position where he just has to shoot or score yeah. and we haven't got the players for that we, we haven't got enough width we can't swing balls in so for me Vokes has been a bad sign and this is again where to go well if, if Jones picked him then why isn't he playing him? Didn't Vokes come in though a little bit like around the same time as as Jones? Wasn't it, wasn't well, it a bit of a crossover? Was it already in the pipeline that? Well, th- we were linked to Sam Vokes in the summer when Gary Rout was there. Yeah. So we, but it, another one with fitness. Another one can't get fit. Well, he's fit, isn't he? he just can't get in the side because mm. the problem is we can't, we can't play him. You put swing balls in and get him on his head and get chances, then that's brilliant. But we haven't got the wing. We haven't got the width to swing balls in and get them on no. his head. So he's, we we need a player like Campbell who can pick it up and run. When's the last time he played, folks? I think he scored into the cup. Was it against uh, Wigan? Wigan, yeah. I think he scored I'd, against I'd Wigan. Still playing over Gregory. I'm sorry, I I'd, I'd, I'd not at the moment because I think yeah. I think Gregory is playing well. To be honest, he's just not. He's just not going to score goals. The problem is with Vokes is he, he's he's like a lumbering tower that he, that. It's got no real ability on the ball, can't run, but he is a good finisher. That's the good thing about Vokes, he can finish. Yeah. But you've got to get it on. You've got to get him into the positions where he can. Yeah. Same with a phobie. They're both players that play one certain way, but can't really create their own chances. So they become yeah. they become a negative rather than a positive. Yeah, two men double up on them. They, they, they struggle, don't they? But 
Um, like you said, I don't know. I mean, the, the thing is, I said last week that you can't keep swapping and changing it, but uh, up top, I, I think he could really. Well, I he's think got to, he's got to try and find that that winning formula. Someone who's going to put the ball in the back. <laughs> well, I think Nick Powell <coughs> could be the answer. But the problem is he's, he's always injured. Yeah. Because he's a good finisher, Nick Powell. He, he might be that man who plays off um, Gregory. Gregory and gets the goals. Yeah. Because I don't think Tom Ince is consistent enough. I don't think he's going to do it in any kind of consistent level. I think that's a big problem of his. thing is, I suppose at the end of the day, they've got to look at that result and go, well, it's away from home. It's a clean sheet. It, it's... It's a step in the right direction. It, it is. We were off the bottom, which is I know it's ridiculous only because of a point. But Huddersfield, I mean, they brought in Danny Cowley, another highly-rated young manager, and they're, they're getting worse from the looks of it when, <laughs> when they got in there. I mean, Huddersfield are plummeting like a stone, Huddersfield are. thing is, though, I don't think it was a great side that went up. No, they, they, they went up on momentum, didn't yeah. they? Under, same as Norwich now. Ne- next year, Norwich will come back down. It, it's... As soon as, as soon as the Premier League defence has figured out how to defend against Pukki, yeah. Norwich will become nullified, it's simple as that. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you've got to look at it and think, well, you've got a point, you've got a clean sheet, you've got to, you've got to beat Forest now. There's no two ways about it. Well, yeah, we, we need to beat Forest Friday, yeah. I mean, we've got to beat them, simple as that. I mean, if yeah. we can get three points against them, then it does put hope in that we can... You know, have a good run. And the players might pick up a bit then. I think I think that midfield's there. They just Gregory just needs a goal. He yeah. needs a goal or a couple of chances where because he he misses too many. Just got to. It's getting a bit repetitive, isn't it? It's the same thing. We need, we need, we need. I know. It, it, we've been saying it now for nearly five years. We yeah. we still haven't got a left back. We, we, we've been asking for it for nearly five seasons, but we still haven't got one. Big comment cards on the seats. <laughs> what do you want at Stoke? I think they need a suggestion box. <laughs> so I can get a left back for Christ's sake. <laughs> yeah. So the games don't get any easier though coming up either. No, they've got tougher on now. Yeah. So, but I think that that'll go in his favour because we we seem to do well against the the harder sides. Yeah, because Forest are sick. So <laughs> I know they do well, Forest. So, so that fits in lovely. So now we're going to talk uh, talk about head of recruitment, Phil Chapel. Yeah, I mean, no, I didn't know a lot about him until I read. Uh, I never read did him at all. I had no idea. Um, I mean, he's, the link, the link that everyone was talking about is Charlton, because he okay. was the head of their youth. Yeah, that that worked, that worked out in the transfer market with Jordan Cousins, didn't he? Yeah, um, I mean, he was Brighton's European scout. So all them Esquido uh, and everybody who went to Brighton must have gone through him first. Um, like Florin and Dodor or whatever his name is. Yeah, I mean, I suppose in one sense, if he has got a link to Jones and worked with Jones before, it's an easy transition in that sense. Yeah, but he hasn't worked with Jones before, has he? Has, he? He's, he has worked with Jones. Yeah, but he went to a youth coach at Charlton. Who? Nathan Jones, Jones, yeah. Yeah, but they were all part of the coaching staff, so they'd have worked together at some point. Oh, fair enough. So, um, and he has been at Fulham's as well. So he's got a good credit. So what has name me a superstar this sporting for that? I bet Sassignon went through full. That's a youth player once it came through that he wasn't spotted him. Yeah, but he was he was head of youth and recruitment. Oh, to be fair then, yeah, So you've got both Sassignons, haven't they? Because he's brother. There's um, Ryan Sassignon and the other one's coming no, through Queshi, as well. Queshi or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so, you, I mean, Charlton, obviously, I mean, 
Diaz lads have done well at Charlton and moved on, haven't they, this oh, season? Yeah, yeah, Jordan Cousins. He's <laughs> <laughs> been the really sitting there going, oh, the hell have I got to do? Have I got to come stoke? He's a great player. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A brilliant player until I watched him play and went, professional footballer. But is it that one? I mean, you mentioned it last week, didn't you, about like sometimes the lesser, the lesser players make better coaches. There's another one, Cambridge, Charlton, Peterborough. Mm. Playing career. Well, is, he, is he a failed manager or player? Well, 340 <laughs> league appearances for Cambridge, Charlton, and Peterborough. So, so yeah, yeah, basically yeah, not, really. not a great career, is it? No. Uh, yeah, I don't know much about him. I mean, uh, to be fair, Brighton have had a good, good. I mean, a square day was the only one I can really think. Oh no, yeah, he's the only one I can think. <laughs> oh, I can't really think of anything special that's come out of Brighton from Europe. Um, Somebody could probably correct. Will probably correct us on the page, but it's, it's Glen Murray European. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> not that. <long there. laughs> like I said, I'm not sure. I'm trying to think. Of, was it? I'm thinking it was one of their centre backs, but he wanted Lewis Duncan, someone else wanted it, Brighton. It was Fulham senior scouts. When though? Well, probably when they spent hundred million and got relegated. Yeah, got relegated. Yeah, <laughs> knowing Stoke, yeah. Yeah. It, don't, it doesn't inspire me. I mean, uh, we, we, it's, it might be better than Cartwright because he seems to know the European market, but I think, like I say to you, I think the problem's always going to be Tony Scholes. I think he's too tight, doesn't, runs it too stringent, and I think it's always going to be a problem if it carries on the way it's going. Um, I'll give him this, this bloke a go, give him a chance, see what he does like I do everyone. Yeah. But I'm, I'm just miffed at the timing. I mean, why is it taking all the way till now to bring him in yeah. rather than start the season to help him straight away well we said this last week didn't we he's got to he got to have a fresh start from the beginning I mean at the moment it's so lame now we'll be targeting who, who he wants to bring in yeah. in January yeah. and the following the following year <coughs> well, it's always difficult in January as well isn't it well you get everyone's overpriced aren't they in January yeah, because if you're desperate people know you'll pay the money yeah um, I mean, to me, he's he's now got, he's got a costume number now, really, because there's not much you can do now. Well, I mean, it doesn't make much sense because I mean, if if Jones doesn't start getting some wins on the board, are we going to sack him and all? Well, this is the thing. I mean, he, it says here he's been brought in to find players for the first two. Forget the youth team. Well, that's what Cartwright was supposed to be doing, but yeah, well. it was too comfy under the table, weren't they? Mm, I think it's I think it's a lot to do with Viori is what we can get. Yeah, he sat on FIFA. He does having a look what he could find on there. Right, so <laughs> well, that's that's all we can cover on him really. We, we we can't judge till January really, can we? On the chapel, so we'll go into the rumours and that even though this chapel's coming for him, that there's rumours that. He could be sacked soon if he doesn't start getting results. Well, he's, I mean, I've got today's paper and it said that James was quite <coughs> nerved about it once. He was quite he upset, upset about it. I think he's been upset the last couple of weeks because the fans, some of the fans, I'd say the small majority of the fans, have um, turned on him really. I think, I think the problem is with Stoke, Stoke fans, it's always going to be the same problem that because we've been in the Premier League, we've dropped down there's an expectation we haven't lived up to it everybody's angry everybody's annoyed yeah and they're blaming they're just blaming the manager every time a new manager comes he's out of his depth he's not this he's not that the fact is i think if jones gets a good run i think fans will love him 
Yeah, I, I think I think they'll love it. I like him, I do. I think there's something in there. But it's it's just yeah, he, he's made ten signings, and for me, there's only two that are decent: Gregory and Lindsay. But it's the same as what we said before. The stats don't lie. Three and thirty, two now is it? Whatever. It's a lot. It's three weeks. It's, it's last January. It is, but when you you look at how, where we've come from. We've come from a t- team that's literally been getting battered in the, for two years, for three years in the Premier League. Yeah. You've got to remember that how we finished ninth that that third what was it third season? How we finished ninth on that third season? I don't know. I mean, we had a record or something. Was it three, four, four nil defeats? Yeah. And we, I, d- I don't know what was going on. We li- we were literally plummeting like a stone. We were bringing managers in, getting rid. Bringing managers in, getting rid. And like Rowett said, even though he did an interview this week on a, I don't know, Talksport or something similar, and he made it quite clear that there's a rot there. These players have completely on ground zero because they've been battered week in, week out. Yeah. And you know you can bring in Jesus, and it's not. It might not. It might not improve your midfield at the in the long run because it's it's about time. The fact is that we've 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 had Cartwright somehow. Uh, it's been a part of all these bad seasons that we've had all these bad transfer windows that we've been a part of but he's kept his job for too long and it's, it comes down to common sense that we bring a manager like Nathan Jones and a talented young one and you've got to give him time there's no point sacking him now because who's, who's to say that Chris Hewton is going to improve, improve anything because he's the favourite to come in if he goes because there's no way Pulis will come back because he won't wait because Skulls won't have him because no. he'll go because he's too well known with goats he'll yeah. go above him yeah so he won't have him back so it'll be Chris Hutton but is Chris Hutton better than better than Nathan Jones really if you think about it he's got pedigree he's got experience but he doesn't seem last anywhere long there's no longevity to what he does his football's pretty boring as well and he's not known at signing players he's always had people like. Phil Chapel or whoever to buy the players for him, yeah, and then he just has to coach them through. Now his record's not amazing. His record isn't amazing. I mean, no. it's literally. I mean, it's good. He's. I think there's it's two promotions. Yeah, two promotions in there. But the fact is that one of them was at Newcastle, which had Kevin Nolan, Michael Owen, and <laughs> thingy, and so you, you know a Gandhi team that shouldn't be anywhere near yeah. that league. And then the second time it was Norwich, where he did do well. He but yeah. If you're going to go off those kind of past resources again, Ron 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 Atkinson did a great job in 1982, and you know we can go back to then if we want and say, oh well, in the past he did good. At the end of the day, it's about picking and fixing people who will do well for Stoke. Now the fact is, we need a young manager. We need fresh young blood. We don't want. I, I'll give Jones five seasons. I will. I'll, I'll give him five seasons because I want him to grow and build something special like he did at Luton. Yeah. Where fans were being entertained and, and it was brilliant yeah, four, to watch. Five, <laughs> four, four, five, sometimes yeah. six, seven, I think there was even an eight in there. Yeah. The fact is that at the moment there's a disconnect between the people who are spotting the players and the managers. Rowett's been caused to this, Hughes has been caused to this, and now in Lambert not to much of an extent. But if we've if this chapel's gonna come in and work well with Jones, then we've got to give the man time to let let it mature and let it come together. But the fact they're sacking him and bringing Chris Hutton in might make it worse. Yeah, well. I mean, we, we've only got two points. We look dead in the feet. 
they're trying to learn a new system then a new manager comes in when yeah. we win this dire position then it could be another three months before they set up yeah, sorry, three months before the, the, the new setup works the fact is that last season that side that team was agged the back line was done Ashley yeah. Williams for me I don't know how he's still playing to be honest Cuckoo Martini and it was the same defence that was in the Premier League last season Yeah. but the fact is it's still a defence I mean, if Shawcross was fit, it'd still be Martin's Indian round Shawcross in the yeah. back, because we aren't replacing, we aren't replacing the players well enough. So the we fact is, we haven't done for a few years. It, the thing is, a lot when Hughes left, a lot of people blamed Hughes for everything, and and the thing was, we had, we went through a point, especially when we beat Liverpool six one, where you looked at that side and went, there's probably four or five in that eleven who were key players for Stoke. And Zonzi on out of it. They were all big players. Walters was still a big player for Stoke then. Mm, and there was probably the other six, well, the other five, say, minus the goalkeeper, who were overperforming most weeks. Yeah. And Arnie, I remember Arnie coming out and saying, well, this is where we need to start spending money. Yeah, we did. To go to the next level. Mm. I remember us playing Villa, and Villa were odds on beaters. And I think we won four one or something. Yeah, four one. Adam Wingy, Adam Wingy turned up. Didn't yeah, there was there was a year was it the year before when Crouch and Cameron scored a few against them as well. We were having a great time then, and that was the point where it's like right, if you want this club to stay in the Prem for the next another ten years, well, it wasn't to stay, it wasn't stay up. It was it was improve. That's what I'm saying. I if mean, you want to, another ten years to, to get to get in Europe and all that, yeah. but and then we ended up making money in the summer, or windy because we sold Beggar when in Zonzi for peanuts. Brought Shakiri in and bought a striker in Osley who cost us nothing. I don't know what, what he was thinking with Enzonzi. I don't. It should have kept. I, I, I'll stick with this as long as I can. For how much we could have got for him, we should have told him, no, you stay and you can go for free in the summer. Because it'll give us a season to replace you. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but they didn't. They just because that skulls. Oh, get what we can, get what we can. I mean, Bego, Bego went for nothing. He was at the time. He was probably the third best goalkeeper in the Premier League. In my opinion, I think Nzonzi could have got fifty million for him. Oh yeah, he's a, he, just class, just such a class if, player. If who's it? If if Declan Rice is worth ninety million, and Zonzi was definitely worth fifty, without a shadow of a doubt. He's worth a lot of money. He was. Well, I mean, even thirty, but he was, he was worth a lot of money. The fact is, the fact is that it's just how how the clubs run. It just it seems like it's mistake after mistake after mistake. And the thing is, I like Nathan Jones. He's obviously got something about him because if he didn't, he wouldn't have got Luton going the way they were. No, there's no point bringing another another person who's failed, like Kashut, who failed it. Where Brighton lost his way at Brighton, the results were dropping off. They knew they had to sack him, and they brought in a talented young manager and had given him whatever they can. There's no point us bringing in Chris Hutton because the same thing will happen to what, what happened with him at Norwich. He'll take us up, keep us up, then crumble. Yeah. And I, I don't want somebody like that. I want yeah. something where we go up and people go, oh my God, look at that. Like what Wilde has done at Sheffield United. Fantastic yeah. team. With no real showman. There's no real star players there. They're just such a... They just know what they're doing. They're, they're that well coached they know what they're doing it's just been a little bit easier though mate if we were like 16 yeah we're building something for the future we're not going to get relegated we're still in the championship but this is where it comes down to the transfer system and the transfer and how really has been let down because it, it, 
I don't care what anybody say. If there is signings which which Terry Conroy and Dennis Smith and we won't have anything valid to say against the board. If there is signings, why isn't he playing them? Yeah. There's literally two players out of because it's more than ten because you've got Vokes in. What was the other one? Danny Batts. Yeah. To put in there, who was signed under him as well. None of them are getting in the team. No. So he can't be, normally when a, a manager goes out and goes right I'll have this player I'll stick with him though he might not work but I, I know he will work because he's my player. If if he wanted these players he'd be sticking with them. Yeah. But he isn't because he, he did nothing to do with him. He's, he's playing him and going, oh you're good enough is he? And then it's too late then. Trouble is though, he's looking at it and going, it's like the midfield isn't it? It's like well I can't really play cousins because I know Woods is better but then I know Atabo and and, and Dyer are better than both of them. Yeah. I, 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 to be honest, I do like Woods. I think Woods needs to be higher up the pitch, though. I think he needs to be in the central midfield because I like him. I, I, I do like Woods. He's, he's a really good passer of the ball, but it's a holding midfield. I think that the defence at Brentford get made him shine a bit more than than there's, he did at there's, Stoke. There's better, there's better holding midfielders at Stoke <laughs> than Woods. Yeah, well, he had yeah, and die straight away with one bounce. Yeah, he's. Re- I mean, that, that even his position, from what I've been told, and. He's shining over two defensive. Well, I mean, Jordan Cousins isn't really, is he? Was playing on the wing for QPR. But the fact is that I think now that we've got to now give this bloke a chance in January, and we've got to give we've got to give Jones a season at least. Got to give yeah. him a season at the end of the season. We don't know where we'll be. I mean, it's like Gary Rowett said, and I agree with him. If we'd stuck with Gary Rowett, I think we would have crept near the playoffs. This Cause, season, cause it, no, Nick, last season. I think it would have clicked. I think if, I don't if, think it would have clicked to the playoffs last season. Well, I, I think if you look at his record, I think he only lost three games. Yeah, or drew, four drew games. A lot, he, he, he drew a lot, but it don't matter if you draw him; he's picking up points. But the fact is, when you look at it, his record wasn't horrific, really, for a team that's just been relegated and got no confidence. Mm. Yes, Benny Fobia. The thing is, a load of fans will go with the same thing. Benny Fobia scoring goals, not a good manager. He's definitely rallied though. Didn't he? Well, he, he had a good start, didn't he? Then yeah. he was just like dead. Fizzled out, but up and down. He just kept fizzling out where he was. Yeah. He didn't score for four, then he'd score two, and then he'd score one here. Yeah. And he just, you can't have strikers like that. You need him. Even can, I mean, Peter Form was similar to that, but he scored loads. <laughs> when he hit Form, he hit loads of goals. And then it wasn't he, as frustrating, though, as a phobia, really. Yeah, a phobia just didn't do anything, really. He just doesn't suit us in any way. But, I mean, you can see Gregory does, but the fact is he's just not good enough. He's not good enough to be a top-end championship player, simple as that. No. So it's why he's been at Millwall for... It's why he's not really made... He, this is his biggest move, really, of his career, yeah. so you can understand that, really. I mean, I, I've got nothing against him. I think he's a good player. I, I like the way he's been playing recently, but he's just not going to score 10 goals, simple as that. No. Um, so, like I say, I think, I think we've covered a lot there on here. Uh, I'd be happy if someone scored two goals. I mean, a load of people are calling for Pulis at the moment. And I've been thinking to myself, is this another cry of nostalgia that is he the only man that can work under under Peter Coates? Because this has happened twice now with Peter Coates and the Coates family. Well, not such a Coates family. But Peter Coates in his first stint as well had the same problem. Where, if you remember, he had Lou McCarty who did well got us promoted, won the Johnson Trophy, what yeah. was it called, the wind, auto glass warranty, won the auto glass, and then lost him, and, and we literally plummeted, because he couldn't replace him, he was bringing him, he gave, I think it was Chick Bates to go, and yeah. uh, was it 
Bowley, Alan Ball. Mm. I'm not too sure. I'd have to research it, but this I'm thinking is it going on again? And, and would a third spell be too much? Because he's got to retire eventually, hasn't he? he? Can't just keep sticking with Pulis. I mean, yeah. For I me, th- I think sometimes though, I think both of us, as a lot of the fans do, they're very guilty of reading into things a little bit too much. When things are going down bank like they are, it's easy to get drawn into things that maybe aren't actually right in front of you. It's like when you watch the press conference on a Friday, he looks a worried man week in, week out. Mm. But so did Rowett. Every time they interviewed Rowett, he looked the same. Yeah. It's, it's like there's a, someone's behind him with a knife and you just think, Pulis was the only one who would just, he'd come in the thing laughing and joking and everything else. Well, I, I don't know what it was. He had. He was such a more better well, person. I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. Why that happened? Because Pulis came in before Coates and Skulls did. Yeah, he was there before. Yeah, I mean, I know Coates was still in the background as a director and and was on the board, but you know, he, he, there was a connection there between Coates and Pulis before Skulls came in. And yeah. There's a bit. There's a very close bond between Peter Coates and Tony Peel. It's like, like that last in first out sort of thing. Yeah, isn't it the, yeah. fi- the thing is that also there was John Rudge there at the same time as well before Tony Scholes. Yeah. So they had a director of football, and the f- fact is that the, this is the reason why Tony Scholes got shot at Rudge and got shot at Peel with John Coates. Yeah. Was because he didn't like how he went above him, and it's 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 as obvious that and. and that's why I don't think he'd come back. That's why I don't think Skulls would even entertain interviewing and bringing back Pulis unless Peter jumped back, jumped back in and, and said, no, I'm making the decision. I mean, the same thing happened in the early 90s, like I say, with Lou McCarty, because Lou McCarty left Stoke to go to Celtic. was horrendous at Celtic, probably one of their worst ever managers, really, yeah. Lou McCarty. And, and, and what's his name? Peter moved Evan and Irv to get him back, but then di- disrespected him kept selling all his best players and kept every time a, a cash offer came in he'd go with anything like Salomon and all this kind of stuff and I don't think Lou McCarry ever forgive him for selling Mark Sharon. No. I don't think he ever forgive him for that and that's when he quit he, he left Stoke and I don't think they've ever been friends since really I don't, you don't, I, I don't think there's been a bond there since between yeah. and I'm wondering would that happen if Pulis came back and because I don't, I don't think he gets on well with John, but to be honest, John's record since he's come in as vice chairman's absolutely horrendous anyway. Yeah. If he's making decisions, then Peter's got to really, really think about where the club's going next when he's when it's time for him to back in. I still don't think there's much interest in it. I don't. Not from that point. I think, I think the, what the, what the club's trying to do because because Denise has got the money, and the problem is, is that it's getting richer and richer now when we're in the Premier League it's getting to an extent like now like teams like Wolves are spending 40 million on a striker yeah. and teams like Bournemouth are spending 35 million pound on a midfielder and Peter Coates was looking at that going I can't afford that Yeah, Denise can but I can't, I can't. so he must yeah. have had talks with Denise and John and tried to make and basically was asking Denise would you, would you take it on and she isn't interested no and John hasn't got the money to be a Premier League owner, so no. we're just going to be stuck in this dungeon so, for a long time. So, so the, the the fact is now that before we did need coats, which is where which is why a lot of people have a go at me for saying that I want them out. And there's a reason. Well, I don't really want them out, but 
I want them to either invest. wake up and invest in the modern game yeah. or sell to somebody who will. And that's that's all I'm asking for. I, I expect perfection from my football team. I don't expect half half-arsed and I don't expect pocket change because you're too tight to put your hand in your pocket. Don't you think that's partly the problem now with the modern game? At the end of the day, teams are spending ridiculous amounts of money on bang average players. But that's how it is now. That's it's just that, that's how it is. I mean, the, the thing is now is that we we we've never broke past eighteen million. Bournemouth this season spent thirty no last season spent thirty five million on that Lerman, that midfielder from Levante. Yeah, who's a good player. He's improved them. I mean, they spent twelve million pounds on Dave Brooks, who who never really, apart from one really good season in the Championship, he didn't really do anything. But, but you've got to be quick, haven't you, but, if you but, want these decent but, players? But this is the thing, you have to spend. Yeah. And the problem is with us, I think, that the, it's like, we were going, instead of going for players like Dave Brooks and going for players like, I don't know, some other young talent, like that those wing Wilson. Wilson, Wilson or whatever, whoever it is, we were looking at players like Breck Shea and Juan Agadello and yeah. players like that out because they were cheap. Yeah, and, but the, I'm afraid you get what you pay for, and it's the same in football. If you go, if you go Aldi, and buy their muesli, it's not going to be as nice as as M and S's muesli, is it? Yeah. because it's off the price. Yeah, but that's that's another thing that Stoke made mistakes with in the past was some some players. You only need sound for a year. There was plenty. I remember when we first come up, there was loads of players out there, especially at Championship. I think. They could do a job for us for 12 months. Got yeah. an injury or... There was loads of lads... I mean, look at BT when he come in. You knew he wasn't going to stay at Stoke forever. But he was scoring goals and you knew he'd be that impact player. Well, well, that's the that's the thing that I was going to go into, really, is that when you go back to transfers, and Pulis was very good at it, he knew when to replace a forward. He knew when to replace one. Like, he brought in BT in that January window. He scored six or seven goals, kept us in the league and the season after was pretty much bombed out because he brought Kenwin Jones in. Yeah. The season after that, he realised Kenwin Jones misses too many of his feet. So he brings in, so he does, he's horrendous. He was horrendous with his feet, yeah. Kenwin Jones. He's good in the air, wasn't In he? the air, he was outstanding. I've never, yeah. to this day, I've never seen a player as good as Kenwin Jones so on the bar. air. Yeah. In the air, it's goal. I can yeah. remember that one against Dan Luke. Kiev went goal. Why well, did him on the head? Bang. Bottom <laughs> corner. Straight away. Best best aerial player I've ever seen. Oh, jumping. He could, he could get really high oh, as well. Yeah. Incredible, Eddie. Yeah. But the fact is, he, he, with his feet, he was like he was like a swan losing his, losing his balance. Yeah. It's all over the place. The only real great thing that came out of Kenwin was the song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, yeah. But to be fair, a lot of people judge Kenwin Jones as like being a crap player. And I, I never thought he was. I mean... He's still our record goal scorer in Europe as well. Ken White with five goals in Europe. Or four, four or five. I think he got accused of being a little bit lazy sometimes. Well, he was, he, he was, but he's, he's Caribbean, isn't he? It's, it's just that they, they aren't exactly the most hard-working, hard-working <laughs> he, just, he just labelled all Caribbeans as lazy. <laughs> well, Fuller wasn't Caribbean. <laughs> Must be lazy. <laughs> no, it's not that they're lazy, it's just that they're very laid-back because of their culture. mate, that's what you're yeah, Well, for. no, laid-back. <laughs> they're, they're very laid-back cultured, aren't they? So the hard work really in, in them. They're not like... Was it Ford who came with a with a fake driving license? I don't know. Yeah, I remember but he getting pulled somewhere. I don't. But I, I tell you what, he had no hard work in him. He just used to go. He had magic in him. No, he had magic. Yeah, <laughs> but Kenwin did. The thing is, Kenwin did. I can remember that. I did against. Uh, I think it was Shakhtar. I don't know Shakhtar. Uh, 
was it Besiktas that Eddie he was a cracking Eddie yeah. he was brilliant in the air yeah I mean it was, it was another one once he drew but the thing is that off the bench you knew that last 20 he'd run and run and run once he'd got well, he, he, was, he was always a good sub wasn't he I, mean, yeah, I was well, disappointed with him because I thought he was going to be a real star at Stoke because scored one of the best goals I would have that one against Norwich what a scream Southampton that one against Norwich when he was brought it back to 3-3 when we were 3 0 out. No, it's Norwich that was. I put your father on itself. That's a guarantee it's Norwich. I'll guarantee it's Southampton. <laughs> Come on then, have a look at guarantee it's Norwich. <laughs> I'm telling you. Jerome. Yeah, two different goals. <laughs> <laughs> I can't find yours. He was a screamer, I remember. It was like a scissor kick. I can remember it the clearest day. I remember that Southampton one. Yours must have been pre season. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not having it. You also sell the training ground. Did you not get started? <laughs> yeah, so where were we before that? Uh, Cameron Jerome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, so we, we talk about purely. So he, he, we could go back to them days, but I think we've had that time now, and I think that's pretty much it and done. Dusted, really. The thing is, the question keeps coming up, doesn't it? Of how long has he got? How long has he got? If he loses on. Friday is it the week after what is it well I mean there's there's very real signs I mean last week they were saying that it was going to be this it was going to be that but the fact is we, do, we haven't got a clue have we I mean it, we don't know how their brains are thinking but no. for me I'd say going for Chris Hewton's just an absolute backward step I mean if we if we sacked Nathan Jones the man I'd want Johnson at Bristol City he's the man I want I think he's I think he's a really I wouldn't bother to, I wouldn't bother swapping no the problem is, mate, is it, it still falls at the board, mate. It, all I keep hearing is, Jones doesn't know what he's doing. It's a bit funny how we've had four other managers who oh, can't yeah. work with the same board. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. no point. No yeah. point, might as well keep him. Yeah, there's, there's no point bringing another manager in because I, I've said it before that it's funny how four managers can't buy players. Yeah. And it's carrying on. So what's Chris Hutton's going to be? Oh, God, we give him everything he wanted and he just he, he couldn't sign a single player he wanted. Yeah. Is it you or him? Let's yeah. let's be let's start being realistic now. Four managers. Anyway, we're going back into transfer policy, so we'll end that now. <laughs> so uh, now it's a uh, a walk into it's a bit of positive news now. Chloe Jones's Potterettes. Yeah, we went, didn't we? We went, good. we went. We'll see in his first game as well. Yeah, she uh, kept still just. Yes, no, <laughs> not at all. As <laughs> annoying you, kicking you. Yeah. <laughs> Smacking chairs around and not couldn't keep yeah. still. The only thing she kept still was when she had some chips. Yeah, and then throwing them about. <laughs> but yeah, it was good results, very good results. I thought, I thought, I mean, also the shortest goalkeeper I've ever seen in yeah. my life. Yeah, she was under halfway. Yeah. She must have been about five foot one. Yeah, I think at the start of the game, I'd have just gone chippy. Just keep chipping. <laughs> just keep shooting shoot high. Shoot. Just shoot high. Don't hit low, high. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I found out this this week that one of the one of the women who were on the pitch works at my place. Oh, right. That that quick one on the left wing. Yeah. Richardson. Yeah. Hal, Hal, Halsey Richardson. I yeah. Think it works at my place. Yeah. We try to get an interview with her eventually. I think if we can get her on, get her on the pod. Well, might be first guest because no one else wants to come on. You just follow her around work. Oh God, she's on now. <laughs> Boss, I need to do a night shift <laughs> just for one day. <laughs> uh, yeah, so record uh, attendance as well. Yeah, record girls. attendance. It was. A, I enjoyed it. To be honest, I think it was laid back. It was chilled. People, the people should go down. The first game. It's good for it's good for just relaxing. Really, where there's no pressure, no. 
now what sort of expectations to a kind of way but I mean how that wasn't 18-0 Stoke I don't really know we battered them absolutely battered we had nine one-on-ones and missed them yeah yeah they they played well to be fair I mean just thing is though I think even I know it's only 800 people there but when they used to playing down well it's more than more than Vale <laughs> 800 it's more than Vale <laughs> And saying that, it's more than kids grow, it's more than leak. But, I mean, normally they're playing on, let's face it, a Sunday league pitch, aren't they? Down Norton. I know. We, well, we went to the Power League before the match as well. I had a, a coffee. No soya milk, I wasn't very impressed. <laughs> um, what was it? Yeah, we went there. And, and what did that bloke say behind the bar? That well, basically, I mean, the ladies, obviously, were they're not playing at the Bet365 normally. Um wanted to have sort of a bit of food afterwards which I presume the men do that anyway sometimes yeah, and the coaching staff and Stoke wouldn't let them do it at the ground and they had to go and use the power league and he's sort of sitting there thinking at what what point one to me it's a little bit like I don't know degrading towards the women even though they bought Stoke City well this is Stoke City football side whatever the men get the women should get well, I mean, they, they don't get any funding. I mean, she's got. I mean, she's got work nights and then train twice a week and then play on the weekend. Yeah. She plays Sunday as well. She's back at work Sunday night. Yeah. This is the thing. They're still working class people, and it's like, it's like. Well, we've got. Yeah, fair enough. I know the men, the men, the men's football as a brand is a much bigger thing. I get that, but women's will never be as big if they get treated that way. It, it won't and at the end of the day I mean we went there on Sunday took Sadie with me and it's like we saw four goals enjoyed ourselves and, and had a good afternoon and we, we absolutely battered them yeah, <laughs> it was, it was, at the end of the day it encouraged more people to go and watch them yeah I think everyone should get down watching the girls it's, it's, it's a show of better art play well I mean yeah, I think that there's something going on there I think they're a really good side they could get promoted or win whatever they can do I, I don't, don't know much about them I just get the feeling that from the coaching staff that do they sit there and they're like have to keep knocking walls down all the time like because it's like when I've seen it before on, I've looked at like when they've had videos away from home playing in last season's away kit why are they not playing in this year's away kit it's like as if they're like well here you go here's last year's hands down you can have them and you just think it's don't men don't women it doesn't make any difference yeah. should all be exactly the same well there's only one club in the women's league that are like that isn't they City not about Arsenal was well we mm-hmm. Arsenal big side they were, they were good years ago yeah yeah when the Arsenal kit man was managing yeah because remember when they used to be on they used to be on BBC2 a bit yeah they they the women's games online yeah they used to have, they used to have the FA Cup final online yeah. yeah I used to watch a few of them yeah but I mean it, I've got it's a bit sexist to me it is yeah. at the end of the day the men are the, they're wearing Stokes kit it's Stoke ladies you've got Stoke fans going and watching well there's a chance they can get in the women's Premier League where there isn't where you can start earning a bit of money not a great amount of money but it, it can help Stoke and bring some internationals through and well you sit there and start banging on about being the family club well at the moment you're not are you because yeah. as a family club it should be youth team men's women's Women's youth, everything. You have to get behind women now. You have to get behind everything. You have to get behind the women's team because I'm quite proud of them at the moment. The only only thing that's positive coming out of coming out of the club, especially on the pitch, 
Just anyway, well, that girl's name was centre off, better than most of our centre off. Oh, that number five, I don't know why she was subbed off. No, I don't, she was brilliant. I know she was subbed <laughs> off, and then we, they scored a goal, so yeah. she went off at number five, dead yeah, tall. That's six foot five. Yeah, no, no messing about her. I'd marry her if it don't mind me. She had marks as well. I don't know, I found out. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think I, 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 like, I might go again, I might go again a few times, I think. Yeah, you can catch him down Norton, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah I think we'll go down the deep. I mean, it's just a shame you aren't at the back because it'll be you'll have to pay to go down Norton and I'm tired <laughs> the thing <laughs> is that's probably what sort of stokens is oh we're not going to make much money because the food will all be on wages for the staff because yeah. it is really I mean I paid one pound for Litland oh wow speaking of that going in the going in the posh end it's, posh like, end? it's like a new world isn't it we are in the present end we are in that I way mean, there's literally like shop shop there's like yeah. stand 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 beautiful little Fingers behind marquee so you can see what you're buying in our end. Yeah. It's a shed. Yeah. <laughs> you are here some out of date pies and burgers. We are literally, literally. Oh, it's posh around there. You're paying oh, it. That's oh, what yeah. you're paying extra for. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised there's not a marble floor on. <laughs> I think there is upstairs. You have a pink gin. <laughs> oh, we had a gin, huh? Pink gin, huh? Yeah. You don't get that anyway in the South Stand. No, no. Yeah. Just, just it, was, it was interesting. Me and I haven't been in that stand for years. To be honest, I haven't been in for years that stand. It's, it's clean around there as well. I'll tell you the last time I was in there was when I queued up for the FA Cup final tickets. That was the last time I was in there. I think the last time I was in there, um, I went in, I sat with someone else for a game. It was the, you remember when Wigan had beat us stay up? Yeah, they did as well last day, weren't they? That Roddy Hager, yeah. Roddy Hager, yeah. Yeah. Because he nearly come Stokey, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did. He was full of them as well. You got that 1-0 win for Fulham as well. Yeah. In the second to last game. Like, yeah, we've played against us. Yeah, it's the only team we scored against. We were our bogey team, weren't they, all the time? Yeah. Nightmare. Yeah. Figueroa scored from the off Oh, I know, that was ridiculous. That was, how's that gone in? <laughs> Sorensen was in goal. He wanted, he wanted a mug in goal. No. He did seem hit it quite hard, though, didn't yeah. he? There was some power behind it. Yeah. But anyway, we're driveling on now, getting like wizards of travel. <laughs> so we're not swearing, though. <laughs> I know we don't swear now. So, PC. So that's the end of that. Well done to Chloe Jones and her team. Let's get behind him if you can. If you've got time next Sunday, and take next match. Yeah, well, the second in the table now. Yeah, they're flying now. Uh, had a bit of a, a bit of a stutter, but seem back on track again now. Uh, so this time we'll move into another exciting instalment of the Hall of Fame and Shame. Well, you got it right this week. Hey, I, I was just <laughs> testing you last week, just teasing. <laughs> Is Andy Cole on this week? <laughs> Andy Cole, shame. <laughs> well, he didn't play for Stoke, did he? Such a shame. <laughs> this week's uh, fame is going to be Addy Akinbayi. You were dead against that the other week. <laughs> no, but the thing is, I looked at it back and I thought back and I thought... You realise the fancy name is what you need up for. No, what, what, what a fancy name, but because we know how bad Addy Akinbayi was, it's time at Leicester. But the, the fact is... That season we stayed up, every goal he scored won a game, yeah. pretty much, and kept us in the league. When Pulis brought him in, it was a bit of a, I think it was a loan one to all, I'm, yeah. I'm not sure. Six months he was there. He wasn't there long, because he no. moved on, didn't he, after us. Yeah. Burnley once, he went Burnley. Yeah. But he scored some massively important goals that he had combined. Well, that's what you need, isn't it? That's what I was saying about Bitty. It's the same thing, isn't it? Impact, come in, do a job, and that's that. Yeah. And, and and that's what he that's what he did at Stoke. Come in and every time even when we were playing away and not gone, he was looking at it and go, 
I can buy scored eight and a half, minutes. Yeah, he, 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 just, he just scored these goals that kept us in the league, and I thought, gotta have him, gotta have him, gotta have him. I can buy this week for, for, for fame. He was a bit of a fan favourite at the time. Me and a couple of friends um, that I remember back who used, used to go with said a lot of the time they used to like Harry Akinbai. They thought he was brilliant. Um, I tell you what, he, he knew how to miss a chance as well. He, he, he wasn't he wasn't prolific. I'll give you that. Well, that's what happens when he comes to. <laughs> I know that's what happens when a prolific striker comes to go. Remember Chris Greenacre scored a hundred goals in five seasons for Tranmere and someone else. Oh, Mansfield and someone else. Oh, Tranmere. He was at Stone for two years. I don't think he was there that long. Um, he come on loan, played four games, scored two goals. He come for two seasons. Mm-hmm. I didn't realise he was there for two seasons. I thought he was there for a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he just didn't feel long, did he, when he was there? 59 appearances, 17 goals. Yeah. He only ever made one uh, international. Nigeria. He went round a bit. Oh, he went everywhere, Harry Combine did, yeah, he went everywhere. He went Burnley after Stoke, then he went Sheffield United, then he went back Burnley, then he went America, he went from America to Notts County, <laughs> and went Colwyn Bay. <laughs> Where did he always end up in Colwyn Bay? What's going on there? That'll be Johnny. Never understood that, everyone seems to go Colwyn Bay at the end of the career. Just a lovely place. It's, it is a nice place. It's got a good golf course. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not close enough to Stoke then, is it? So yeah, Laddie, I can buy. Uh, this week's shame will definitely be, just mentioned him then, Chris Greenacre. Yeah. I think he started at Mansfield, couldn't stop scoring goals. Then I think he went Tramier, couldn't stop scoring goals. And then come Stoke and scored something like four goals in two seasons. We got more than that, mate. We got seven. <laughs> seven in two seasons, was it? Seven and seventy-five. It's a good return, that. Oh, that's a good return, that is. Yeah, I can remember. Everyone was dead excited. We brought the next next superstar come from the lower league. Absolute garbage. Couldn't 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 hit a barn door with a with a mini gun. Honestly, horrendous finishing. How he scored them goals before Stoke, I don't know. The thing is, he had a good, he, he, like you say, he had a good time at Mansfield, and then he had a good time at Tranmere after Stoke, and he scored 46 for Tranmere. It was his 142 games, like, but... Yeah, that's still a decent return, it's yeah. not far off off. Yeah, and then he went to America and scored 19. Um, but, yeah, he's... Uh, I mean, he was part of Man City's youth. Yeah, he was, yeah, before, he started in their youth. It was when he when City were a bit ropey. Yeah, it's when they were rubbish, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he, he went to Mansfield, couldn't stop scoring, got the moves to Charmy, couldn't stop got scoring, and we had him and he just garbage. Absolute garbage. I, I mean remember. he only had to replace Paul Dickoff. He was the substitute to Paul Dickoff. <laughs> Man City. <laughs> Paul Dickoff he's another one, Paul Dickoff. He could be in the he could be in shame and all. <laughs> he should be ashamed of his He should be ashamed of himself. He's an animal, he's horrible. Every time anyone went near him, breath, breath! I can remember him clear as day when he played, first we played for Leicester. Dick, he played for Leicester in the short stint and played against Stoke. Just an absolute horrible little pig. That's all I could describe him as, Paul Dickon. Well, it was Akinbai, funnily enough, who got him out of the team. Greenacre, yeah. Yeah, because he joined, he, I think he joined the season we went up. Because he scored that goal against Brighton in 2003. I'll tell you, brought him in, Cottrell. Steve Cottrell brought him in. Cottrell brought him in, yeah, because he, he moved in, he brought him in because of his form and said that this, this lad will score goals, well he was wrong, well seven, I'll give him that. 
But I tell you what, he was. I mean, I, I never understand how he got that many appearances. He was injured a lot. I mean, second season, he only made 33 appearances all season. That was in every competition. That's quite a lot. That's it's not. It's not, not too bad, but how many of them were subs? Well, that's probably all of them, because he's crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was absolutely garbage. I remember him playing and he, he he missed an open goal once against, I think, oh, I can't think who it was. I mean, that's oh. a blast from the past. When he left Stoke, he went Tranmere, and the manager was Brian Little. That's know. a fall from grace, and it's from oh, Billy. So uh, when Tram when, when Tram, he left when he left Stoke, because yeah. I can buy come in, replaced Greenacre, so yeah. he left for Tramme, and Brian Little was Tramme's man. Yeah, he went he went Tramme after Stoke, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, he finished eighteenth in League One. He was, he was horrendous <laughs> manager. He was Brian Little, <laughs> absolutely horrendous. How he won a cup as a manager, I don't know. I really don't know. And it, it says sometimes that you've got good managers like Tony Pulis that have never won a trophy. And then you've got Brian Little who couldn't manage his way out of a cardboard box was won a, was won a League Cup. It doesn't make any sense. No. Steve McLaren, League Cup winner. Yeah. He's, he's horrendous. Yeah, he is one of the worst. But he's won a League Cup with Middlesbrough. Yeah. It just shows that if you've got a right board and right mentality, anybody can be a good manager. I think I think if you, if you ever have a good group of lads and they do well together, Sometimes they manage themselves. Yeah, sometimes you just don't buy team picks themselves. You just don't buy Chris Greenacre. That's that's how you improve your team. And I think I thought Fuller replaced Greenacre because the number ten shirt. No, I can buy because I I think in that video I posted I thought Chris Greenacre was with Addy. I can buy. Yeah, because he he came in. Um, we really knocked him out of the team, but Greenacre was still there. He was still there, yeah. And that, but he couldn't get. Obviously, I can buy replaced him. Um, and he, he had he still played 34 times uh, that season but he only scored one goal in <laughs> season so it's like you've got to look at it and go how many of them were sub, sub appearances because if you've only got one goal in 34 appearances it wouldn't have all been starting appearances no way yeah that's what I mean you have got kicked out of the team by so that it all comes down to that that sort of system doesn't it really yeah I mean I think he made Tramiel look good because they finished 18th and he scored. Scored that trick, scoring braces. He was on fire. I think he was Golden Boot that year for League One. Yeah. And then come Stoke and scored, I think, three seat goals yeah. in his first season. Top scored with 18 goals in 49 games. Yeah. Like, and then he comes Stoke and couldn't, couldn't hit a barn door with a machine gun. He just never got it, and for me, another waste. Yeah. So that wraps up another. And over sat mixed episode, a bit, a bit of an interesting one. We've yeah, gone through. I think, I think it's, I think we, we, we need that win now, don't we? We need a win now. I mean, we, we yeah, we dragging up. It's like, it's like dragging dead bodies out the ground. I mean, Wizards of Evil thought it was hard that they've gone through a bad stint since they started. We haven't even celebrated a win yet. Apart from Tramme in pre-season, <laughs> we haven't even celebrated a win yet. But we're going to stay positive. We're going to be back with you next week with an interesting look again. Hopefully, of his first win against Nottingham Forest. So, like I say, you know where we are on Facebook, you know where we are on Instagram, Twitter as well, which what I'll be fair, I don't use a lot. Make sure you tell your friends and loved ones, whoever, whoever you want to add. Tell them about us, let's get it spread round and let's go do a proper podcast from for local people to the local fans. Thanks for listening. Ta-ra. Ciao. All the best.